Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian Espinel, and joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua Gangsta Time Cold. Up, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Hello, friends. What's good, Brian? Yeah, yeah. How are what you, up, buddy? everybody listening? Hell yeah. Also joining us is uh, our producer. It is Edge Lord Big News Brian. What's up, dweebs? Hello. Welcome to the show, everybody. We have a we have a fun show planned. Very excited for that. But before we get into it, let's get into plugs. Really quick, you could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven on Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah. Brian, where can they find you? You can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And um, if you wish upon a star, maybe I will stream on twitch.tv slash it's punchline. There it is. Yeah, show us some some of that tactical shooter genre action. Yeah, man. that Valorant genre. That is Valorant. Is uh, Overwatch part of that genre? No, 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 it isn't. It's not tactical? It's it is tactical, but it's not a tactical shooter. What makes a tactical shooter? What's the difference between Valorant? Ah, great question. Uh, Tack shooters. Uh, I got honestly. I'm gonna look up the definition of a tactical that. shooter. You can hit us up with that later. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that yeah, just yeah, like yeah. an edge lord to just spout off knowledge without any backup to support it? Basically, uh, a tack shooter is like more realistic type of. Uh, of game realistic in quotations because you know it's still a video game but um like the valorant for me it's more so like you know it's a mixture between call of duty and and not call of duty fucking overwatch and and counter-strike so and this is my first game kind of like counter-strike so it's just been really appealing to me oh well there you have it i wish i had the the more you know sound i'll just drop that right here but uh Till then, the more you know. Yeah. Till then, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at New Jump City. Uh, definitely follow us on Twitter because we do a weekly, really good audience chapter of the week type poll uh, every Sunday. I put up a poll and uh, let the crew, the, let the audience decide what they thought their favorite chapter was, and we share the result on the show. I have the results from this week's, and I'm going to share it later when we get to that manga. Uh, so yeah, follow us on there. Uh, check out. Uh, vote it'll be a lot of fun uh also you can hit us up at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk to us about and or comment below we'll respond to that uh either on the show or in the comment section we're always watching but yeah that's the best way to get in touch with us uh follow us on oh subscribe to us on spotify itunes apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there i've spent at least an hour trying to figure out how to get us on every possible platform so we should be on it we're on amazon music pandora we're on now so please check us out it'll be a lot of fun to hear from you guys uh also subscribe to us on youtube if you're listening on the uh, audio version we have tons of video we have panels and stuff and you know visual aids to help us uh so yeah subscribe to us like subscribe tell people about the show uh and i think that's it for the plugs Without further ado, it is time to randomize. Fuck yeah. yeah. Black Clover. This is Black Clover chapter 281. 
Assault on the Kingdom. Uh, and you know what time it is. Certified yep, of course. RGC certified RGC. Certified RGC. This is the audience decided RGC again for like the third consecutive week. Um, geez. I mean, honestly, this one was a little closer than the other ones. Uh, Black Clover won with 35% of the vote. Uh, and it's basically everything else it was tied with. Uh, the rest of the series, One Piece, uh, My Hero Academia, and Undead Unluck all got 22% around them out of votes of 60. So close race guys 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 hold on let me speak to our audience real quick if we <laughs> want to defeat black clover guys we're gonna have to all decide and vote on one thing all right we can't spread out our votes like this because then black clover just keeps winning all right all of us normal sane people need to band together wow. damn the black clover. oh my god shots fire you are so cheap <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know what maybe if it was something i really didn't like Bullshit! <laughs> i'm trying to think like what would get me this tight <laughs> i don't know man yeah i don't know well brian you, you don't even specify what fan base you're talking to like what what, what speaking do you to all of them you know it's like you know everything against the fire nation <laughs> you know <laughs> Wow. Listen. So you it's a call to action to all the four all the three nations I'll say against this. the Fire Nation. I say this Black Clover has been consistently pretty good. I think it's earned every audience RGC. I don't think there's ever been a bad chapter where I was like, I don't I don't agree at all with the audience. Uh this week's not my favorite, but it's not bad at all. Um very fun. Uh without further ado, I guess we should get into the chapter proper. Uh this is Black Clover chapter two hundred and eighty one assault on the kingdom. Uh, we learn a little bit about the origin of the two giant demons that um, that were summoned. Uh, apparently, they were just underneath the Spade Kingdom this entire time, and the Grimberials were guarding those two. Who were the Grimberials again? I feel like we've seen them, but I don't recall. IDK, bro. IDK, too. Um but yeah, in any case, Zenon is like, yeah, well, we released them in order to distract you. With so many of your mages here, who will protect the Clover Kingdom itself? And um, man, yeah, I mean, checkmate, I guess. Uh, the one that uh, Maria Leona is fighting is absorbing mana through its wings, and it's stronger now. So that's oh, I think the Grimballs are those two devils. I thought the, no, the I thought those. Marials. Oh, I think the, well, are they? I don't know. Because those two ancient demons, we woke them up. I don't know. Maybe he's referencing. No, because the two Grim Burials were guarding these two things. Like, apparently, they I guess they were in charge of guarding the these demons. But I don't know. In any case, demons are free. Meanwhile, we cut over to the palace where the Wizard King is, and he is trying to uh, gather enough power to release his full um, his full magic to the best of its ability. Um, this demon is just attacking the town, uh, and one of the magic knight captains who stayed behind to the Clover Kingdom tries to do something with his vortex magic. Um, uh, doesn't work though. Uh, basically it, it kind of stops him. Uh, and a lot of other magic knights, uh, come through to try and, uh, to help out. But the best they can do is just kind of slow it down and divert its attacks. But 
They can't really stop it. Even with six months of training, one of uh, Noel's brothers is like, I can't stop it. So this demon going hard. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess Damnatio tries to do something. I'm not exactly sure. Because I know he has like scale magic. and I don't exactly remember what it, what it did, but it wasn't enough. That's what really matters. Yeah. Because... Not enough at this moment. <laughs> So he stops this big fucking demon beam that this demon guy uh, fires at him. And uh, it's stopped by, I guess, also the Wizard King's spell because it runs into this big time uh, spell. And who shows up but the Wizard King in full adult form? Mm, Wrong one. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh... So yeah, Wizard King's here. And I thought, I was like, oh shit, cool. We're going to see the Wizard King do stuff. Um, so I guess he's using Damnatio, the uh, the scale guy's power, to kind of uh, increase his own magical ability. Because I guess he could do that. Um, but it doesn't work for long because literally the next page he's a child again. And uh, it's not, he's not... Uh, He's pretty, like, surprised by that. He's like, I'm out of time already? Fuck. And Demon Guy... Yeah, just like that, man. Yeah. Demon Guy is just, like, big spirit bomb mode. (laughs) Yeah, about to uh, eliminate the entire kingdom (laughs) over that hill. Yeah. But uh, fear not, because a shining hope comes through uh, and dashes past the Wizard King and stabs his sword directly into the big demon spirit bomb and it's Asta himself uh, with, uh, what's his name, Lieb on his shoulder. Um, and they're like, let's go, Lieb. Devil Union. Um, so Asta's back very soon. <laughs> uh, I mean, we expected this. Um, I wish we'd had uh, some, I wish we'd have a little bit of time. I feel like this was like really like condensed. I would have liked to see the Wizard King struggle at least a little bit. He is the Wizard King. Yeah, a little bit more of like a uh, of a fight. Yeah. You know, the same, you know, we, we want to save some of the characters before they get straight to this shit. But I haven't, I, I have the thought in my head that there's still a lot more people to show that they are just, that are just completely not in the picture at all in these fights that have a lot of time invested in them like some of the Black Bulls characters mm-hmm. Zora specifically um, and even some of the cat, you know some of the characters that stayed uh, like the sleeping uh, chick I yeah. think she's one of them oh, yeah, you still- know what I'm saying so there's there's, there's something's gonna happen here I think Asta's just like alright you know I, I came to help y'all out and maybe he's gonna do something I, I you, he goes about things in a different way the author you know if, as, yeah. uh, as much as we say it's kind of linear and very shonen he does you know it's that new generation type of feel where he he doesn't just like he, he'll throw us for a loop you know what I'm saying instead of letting instead of actually coming at the very last moment like we would like in other stories it's probably just gonna sprinkle it right you know because Asha still has to make his way to the spade kingdom and all of that he can't expend all his energy on this demon Mm-hmm. he's not you know well i don't know we'll see we'll see no i agree with you um I, I, i'm not there yet but believe me if it, if it starts to look like that yeah i mean i'll tell you, you i mean you know there's there's still black bulls in the clover kingdom um assumedly you know they're still like everybody stayed mm-hmm. to train when knocked told them off so 
you know, we'll probably see a bunch of them, you know, do some stuff and we'll get like a little preview of what Austin can do now with the union. Um, and none of it is bad. It's just like, man, the Wizard King hasn't really had that like third Hokage versus Orochimaru fight, you know, where he's like really throwing it all out there and uh, and doing his thing. Um, oh, Josh, your video disappeared. Oh, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting another call. Oh, um, my bad. No problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, nothing bad to say about Black Clover. It's very exciting. I remember I know that like when Asta actually pulled up, I was actually pretty excited it was like I knew it was coming, but I was like, "All right, I accept. <laughs> I'm into it." There seems to be a couple of pages here that are unfinished. Um, not that there's a problem. I kind of like them sometimes, like when they're like really sketchy. Yeah, like a little rough, but yeah. I, I can tell that wasn't on purpose. No, they no. either ran out of time or something. Yeah, up. this you, has happened a few times though. It happens. It happened with My Hero Academia once too. Um, usually, they finish it by the time the volume comes out. But um, for, I guess, the initial public hit, I don't mind it. I kind of like it a lot to see, like, the sketchiness. I think it's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, the art the art has also changed a lot from, from Black Clover. I feel like it's improved a significant amount. Um, yeah, and, I, and I've grown to really enjoy its unique charm. Same. That it has, so, yeah. yeah. I'm excited for next week. I don't think it's... Just gonna be the ask the show, but if it is, I won't be surprised, yeah. and I will be right on the shit on Black Clover train again. I won't be. I'll I'll be excited. I can flip flop real easy. <laughs> I'm not mad I, at I, it. I, I wouldn't change be... on a drop of a dime, son. You know that. I wouldn't be so upset <laughs> because it's not like at least it's not Asta just coming in and screaming the problem away. He has this cool union mode now. We're finally gonna see it. Uh, there's some like content with that. I'm excited about it. If it was just Asta being Asta that we've seen for the last 280 chapters, then I'd be like, sus. But, you know, Union Mode Asta is, ex- is exciting enough. Um, and Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Well, how it's going to look. It's probably going to be full devil, two wings. Yeah. <laughs> no longer Sephiroth mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say that, man. Yeah. No more Sephiroth. You ready to move on? Oh, yeah. Let's is Brian ready to move on? Hey, Brian, are you ready to move? Are you ready to move on? Of course. Of course I'm ready to move on. Right. Of course. All right. It's time. Don't ever doubt me ever again. Hey, Yo, Brian, bro, I'll, I'll doubt you whenever you I You understand me? Bro, back off. He's just making sure you Jeez. was good. All right? I'm not afraid of you, Brian. I won't be bullied Jeez. on my own show. Keeping my oh, eyes you on you. cranky and shit. Keeping my up. eyes on you. Uh, just because, like, My Hero Academia didn't win the fucking poll... <laughs> Like you always want it to. <laughs> <laughs> always, every time. If it was 100% My Hero Academia for the last three weeks, Brian would be like, wow, great choice, guys. Honestly. Mm, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. That's great taste. Yeah. But uh, let us randomize. <laughs> We're doing the King in Black books first. Uh, starting off with Sword number three. Um my certified very good issue, honestly. Certified VGI. I just want to get that out of the way. This is a really cool issue for me. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a King and Black tie-in, also an X-book. Um, we decided to include it with the overall uh, King and Black story. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, this issue starts off at the S.W.O.R.D. Uh, headquarters. It looks like somebody is walking on space, and it is. It's this, uh, it is Manifold, also known as Eden. Um, 
Manifold is his mutant name. Eden is his real name. Uh, he's, you know, doing some work for uh, for for Sword, and then he's going to teleport to where he always teleports around the universe. Uh, uh, but he's not just a teleporter. Yeah, we we get that a little bit down the line. Uh, we cut over back to Australia after he's done traversing the universe for whatever reason. Uh, he goes back to where he was raised in in um in Australia and we get to know his like family as these two dudes that just hang out in the Australian desert. Uh they reference uh, another for lack of a better word right now teleporter uh character named uh Gateway who we've seen also in another Hickman run. Both of these mm-hmm. both yeah, both Eden in and two, Gatekeeper. Two, right? Yeah. Both Eden and Gatekeeper have shown up in um in the Avengers run that Jonathan Hickman also was in charge of um one of and also guys. secret warriors yeah. i don't know about the second guy but definitely uh eden yeah i've seen um i gateway appears here and there not as much as eden but he's in it for sure um but yeah they basically kind of sort his history out a little bit like what he's been doing kind of since that run um and you know he doesn't really see the avengers anymore the only people the only person he like comes into contact with is uh is black panther these days um mm. But yeah, he he expresses some kind of regret over that time because uh he's or I I mean I feel like that's what they're specifying is the moments in you know the Avengers run where things were a little more steeper and darker. <laughs> um I think he was referring maybe to Infinity where he was like one of the fighters in those in that big war against uh the map makers and he's mm. talking about how he killed a lot of people but you know, he's doing okay now. You know, he's in Krakoa. Uh, the guys from Australia warn him. is like, be careful with Krakoa, man. I mean, if they put you somewhere dangerous like that. He's like, hey, you know, Krakoa's been good to me so far. Um, you know, they're, they're all good. Um, so no need to worry about me. Uh, so, yeah, he teleports away after uh, kind of assuring them. And he goes over to... Uh, Deep Space, the flagship of the Zerks, Prince OJ. Zerks. Zerks. <laughs> Prince. And they are balls deep in the middle of their snark war. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for this, guys. This is honestly very Hickmanian, I would say. It's, it's this is very, very Hunter x Hunterian, nigga. Really? That sounds like the secession arc, bro. Is Have it? You remember they on the cruise ship? Remember I've in, never in, watched it. I've never gotten through all of Hunter Hunter. Uh, me neither. I just picked that up when they when they finally came off a hiatus. Oh, like, I have no idea. Shonen Jump randomly, man. I haven't. They haven't released anything for it in a while. But mm-hmm. that's what's going on in the latest arc. There's like this royal family and their siblings are all fighting for succession, and it's similar to this. Hmm. I'm surprised. I thought you was. Uh, no, I, I didn't know. Well, I've been I watching read that from the beginning. One day, I, that's one of the that's one of the series I know is like supposed to be really good. That's the bummer. Is that Shonen Jump doesn't have it on their service for some reason but um i've been watching the anime version of it because i heard it's like just as faithful um so you know i'm catching up that way i'm still in the very beginning but yeah eventually maybe we'll talk about Hunter for a little bit um but i guess this is very similar to it uh basically these space aliens are uh are in this snark war which i guess like these this alien family is fighting for supremacy in their in their clan or whatever um eden pulls up to his place and is like hey so 
uh, I'm willing to help you in your war by volunteering these two mutants who will come and aid you in your war in exchange for you coming back with me to Earth and destroying the symbiote dome that's surrounding the Earth right now. So Yeah, or at least help, you know? Yeah, so, you know, would you want to do that? Uh, me and you, together, like Krakoa and, and you guys, together we can destroy Null. And uh, the Snark War dude is like, have you heard of the planet Ortua? <laughs> <laughs> Like nah, man. <laughs> Tell me what more about it. <laughs> Tell me about it, please. Basically, he explains that uh, Ortua was this like peaceful, populated world, and uh, his sister Kuga, not Yuma from World Trigger, but uh, Kuga, has been um, kind of just uh, has taken over, is like planning a takeover. Um, but she did not get to the chance because Null destroyed it, hey, so oh. she has nowhere to go really now um her losses were severe you know after after that happened uh and now she's just in hiding and his most opponent powerful opponent has been taken away from the combat and it's because of null so you know he's not gonna do shit against null uh, <laughs> hi lucas he, he by the way she's like that nigga's helping me out yeah uh i'm introducing the new drum citizens to uh lucas over there he's a cute dog. Hello, uh, Mr. Lucas. He's scared right now for some reason. I don't know why. Weirdo. Why are you scared? Because he's ugly ass navigated people. <laughs> he's looking at the They're alligator. Exceptionally folks. gross. Yeah, he's not pretty to look at. He's got hair on his chin, which is weird. What's right? up with his legs? What? I never noticed his legs. Whoa. Oh, he's got like. He's got like. Boy. <laughs> his legs look like chicken wings, nigga. What the fuck? He's got chicken wing legs. Yeah, he's got no. He's got. Um, oh my god. Well, he's got bird legs that they all like. They extend back. He's got ostrich They're legs. Like, yo, this so weird. Yeah. Oh man. Not good. <laughs> I never. I did not notice that initially. He's got body armor on too. Yeah. He's got a cape. He's these. These are some. We're gonna see more of these guys. That was, a, Maybe. that was a lot of that was a lot of detail for a character that I just one and done. I don't know how much we'll see of him specifically, given what happens. Oh, later, I'll but... tell you this: there is stuff. Apparently, this is sort of relevant to what's going on in Guardians of the Galaxy right now. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that. but a little bit. Well, in any case, he's stoked that Null is out there, and he's just like, "Yeah, fuck it, let Null destroy everything. We'll just rebuild everything." <laughs> everything. And uh, Eden's like, all right, you ain't shit. I get it. <laughs> and he decides to leave. He's just like, I'm over this conversation. Uh, and he says, he says, uh, I've got places to be anyway. Good luck with your endless war. I hope it brings you joy. And this guy mm. says, joy, the earther word for snark war. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bro, we love this shit. Yo, this is our favorite what you talking thing. about? Like this is what it's all about, and I'm about to win. Yeah, but um, mean? someone in the distance is uh is saying Prince Jar Jagyar. His name is Jagyar, and <laughs> <laughs> and did Jaguar like did <laughs> honey did you much did Jaguar did Jaguar uh it's not the Jaguar it's the Jorno <laughs> nice. I didn't hate it. <laughs> we just said nice. I didn't hate it. 
So, so he smacks him in the back of the head with his boomerang sword. Yeah, this weird boomerang. You know what that looks like? It looks like the girl from um, the Shi'ar army. If you look closely into his eyes. The girl from the Shi'ar army. You know, uh, the, the, the lady, princess the, the lady? evil chick? Maybe. Oh, the princess? I don't the know. The actual young one? That was know. in that weirdo X-Men uh, yeah, yeah. Um, issue we yeah. just read the last week. Yeah. Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make that call. I'm. I'm betting it's probably Shiar. Nah, you. Yeah, you're making the call now. I'm There's, saying I'm not putting any stakes into this, but let's see if you're right or wrong. Please let me be right, Joshua. Let me live it down. I'm wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, Eden shows up at the Alpha Flight Station, and uh, this dude uh, comes through. I tried to look him up a little bit. I didn't get too far into his history. He seems to be kind of a like a, I guess maybe a former ally of the mutants to a degree, but um, yeah, he hears this guy coming, and here we get a further explanation of what Eden really is. Um, in this cool panel, this is one of actually my favorite panels is when he hears him come in and he does this panel thing. I just like how it's drawn, the urgency of the situation, like yeah. the portal underneath him, and uh, in this personnel notes, they explain that um, Eden is not a teleporter. Uh, he basically talks to space. So he does more than just jump from place to place. If he tells the universe to fold itself until he can walk across it in a single step, it does. And that's basically what he does whenever he opens a portal. Like space just folds into itself so he can walk through it. Um, He can also tell space, he can also tell space to warp light around him so it makes him invisible at will. So, yeah. Yeesh. Uh, he says he's not telling it. He's asking. It still tell- terrifies me that I, if I had to think about it for too long. That aside, he's a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, because that means there's something sentient that permeates the entire uni- multiverse, they said? Or just or their universe? I, I mean, there's what? There's a manifold per universe. Yeah, there's a manifold. Not per multiverse, right? No, per universe, there's a manifold. Okay, and okay. Eden is the manifold for this one. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so, you know, that means that there's something... We already know that, though. I mean, this is Marvel, right? It's like... Isn't there like a universe, a Miss Universe, or Captain Eternity? <laughs> yeah, there's a Captain right? Universe. There's a Captain Britain. And then there's the goofy Eternity guy. You know what I'm saying? One of the celestial things. It's the concept. Damn. He's oh, like you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. The, the one that Tony found. <laughs> yeah, one of the goofies, you know. <laughs> Um, um yeah this is super anyway. cool like this made kind of eden my favorite x-men right now uh your favorite right now He's definitely one of hickman i mean i like g- i generally actually. like cool like space powers you know like teleporter-esque stuff and when you can make it like kind of op like this it's kind of interesting uh i like it I, and i like that there's like a certain philosophical weird... too yeah there's like a and there's a cool application to it he looks cool when he uses it uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to look got a nice, nice recipe there. Yeah, it's a cool um, guy. If you see a shirt with a symbol on it, yeah, I'm just like, give him a book. He's it. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> he. Uh, well, hey, he's spying on somebody yeah. right now. My favorite part yeah. is that he just like opens a little hole, a little peephole in space, and he's just mm-hmm. like, hmm. um, they eat your heart out. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah, <laughs> so he's just talking about you know how the mutants have organized now and uh apparently the orcus is not going to stand for this and man this is just another thing where i'm like damn i almost forgot about orcus 
Yeah, and how they're still around in that first epic major issue. Yeah, you know, didn't really end the end the problem at all. Yeah, for those who don't know what Orcus is, they're basically like, I guess, like kind of a pro technology anti mutants uh, organization. They basically continue to like build these epic space stations in order to like destroy or you know spy on Krakoa in one way or another. Uh, they'll probably be. I think they're the ones who are going to be responsible for eventually creating Nimrod. Uh, oh, absolutely. That's so, it. and Nimrod is this like ultimate uh, technological being that is the biggest threat to mutants and I guess humanity as a whole. It's uh, a super sentinel. Yeah, it's a Ultron with a better personality and more uh, and, and a more specific hatred towards humans. I mean mutants. mutants yeah, and then eventually humans as well. Yeah, so you know how it is. Yeah, um, he's he's just looking at this Orcus um, file, and he's like, "We're gonna figure this out because uh, I guess they're trying to like stave off the mutants being the sole survivors of really like shit. <laughs> if uh, at some point like the worst comes to worst, mutants will probably end up surviving, and humans won't. So I guess they're yeah. trying to mitigate that problem." Uh, Eden managed to to steal one of his uh, little folders with the Orcus protocol in it. We get this informational page. It, it doesn't show too much, but uh, okay. So this guy's name is Henry Girich. Uh, and yeah, he's basically like, shit. Orcus is doing stuff, and Girich is part of it. Um, so you know, as he's uh, spacing away, uh. Girich talks about how he has a mole in sword. Very cash. <laughs> yeah, now it's after Manifold left, so he ain't get to hear that. Yeah. So someone in I think it's Abigail. I think it's the leader. Hmm. I wonder. That's interesting. Uh I I don't remember who how many, I know Wizkid is part of this. I don't remember the exact other teammates. I know that there's that um that power booster guy. It's obviously not him, but I feel like they're gonna try to set him up as a red herring. Um, but yeah, there's a mole and sword and, you know, uh, Eden jumps back to, uh, to sword to warn them. And, um, he's basically like, they got Henry Girich. He's turned. He's with them now. He's a fucking traitor. Um, and Abigail Brand is like, unfortunately, we don't have time for this right now. Girich is going to have to wait. We can't get in touch with anybody in Krakoa. So if you could go down and see that if they need extraction, that would be cool. So um, he t- he goes over to Krakoa and it's revealed that uh, the cable symbiote has captured a bunch. Well, basically the whole sword team plus Magneto and uh, and the scroll guy. I think the five also, right? No, yeah, they got no. the five out of there. Yeah, the five got out of there. Yeah, yeah, Mastermind. Right. Mastermind was the one that got him out. of No. Yep. One of them, the dude with the the, yeah. the the telekinesis guy, yeah. But it's Tank. Yeah, but it's Think Tank. <laughs> think Pretty Tank, cute. yeah. Um, yeah, this was really exciting. Uh, sword, sword. And Cable's design looks hella cool as a fucking symbiote, man, with his eye. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool. He said, "I happened." Yeah. Um, receive another L. Mm. <laughs> Bitch ass Eden. <laughs> I don't know. Yo yo yo. Um, I can read crack Cohen. Can you? No. Yes. How do you? Where do you? I know enough to know that the next chapter, um, reads cocoon. 
Whoa. Well, here's the thing. I know it from a YouTuber, right? But I figured it out myself. Why? How we knew it. If you go to the information page for coming soon, right? Mm-hmm. You see the X. You see some white text, which I believe says next. Mm-hmm. Right? But mm-hmm. under that, you see, think of the word cocoon, and then look oh. at the... Oh. Uh, I see. What, I see it. See, and then if you look up top, N, right? Because cocoon e- ends with an X-T. N. N-E-X. Wow. I guess that's T. And I think like the thing at the end is an exclam- exclamation point. Well, no, I think it's just brackets, maybe. Because mm. that's a N. Remember, that's a, the second symbol is an N. And those two are kind of just, they look like brackets. Like, that's it. Yeah. Well, He's big on brackets. Look at the X. Well, if you think about, if you want to go back to like Powers of X or House of X or one of those, they do have like, you know, the letters, uh, um, the, the alphabet. alphabet, right? We could probably just Google that shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much effort I'm going to put into learning this language. You don't have to learn the language, but it is cool to see. It's cool to know it. It's, no, it is cool. It's literally us. It's not intense. It's just a letter to letter yeah. thing. No, it's really cool. I didn't notice that. Maybe like you can kind of glean into It's like the, reading unknowns. Yeah. From Pokemon. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe uh, if you, we should try to like read the glyphs and see what they say next. That'd be. Hell yeah. Why not? Why yeah. Not? Because they look. Alphabet. Yeah, there's like. We do have another um, um, X book. Yeah, we Is, do. Are we going to go to that? Uh, no, because we have another King of uh, King and Black book to go to. It through. doesn't tie in that hard, but all right. Okay. There... So, so we're going to do all three at one No, go? just one. Okay, because this. Okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. We went that way. The next okay. one is Daredevil number twenty-seven. Um, last we left off, uh, the symbiotes have been taking over Daredevil's jail, and also uh, Elektra as Daredevil in the outside is uh, trying to protect this girl from the symbiote version of her mom and Typhoid Mary, who is also symbiote now. Uh, we open up in uh, Wilson Fisk's panic room. He's just sitting there. Being protected. Wesley made it out, it looks like. Um, I thought he was getting symbiotized, but I guess not. Uh, he's basically explaining how, like, you know, every everything's going to shit. <laughs> it, it's not going great for for us right now. Um, so, you know, I like how Wilson Fisk is like, Stark and the rest, they told me to evacuate. I didn't. Yeah, he's kind of reflecting on himself, like, yeah. it's... It's it's interesting, man, especially from Fish, because it's not like he's never been critical of himself before, even mm-hmm. in these, even in, in in this book. But um, he, I don't know, it's, it was kind of showing humility, yeah, and him and caring. I mean, I'm sure it's more so about his image, but he is, he does care about at least the people of the city and definitely his subordinate. Yeah, that's been taken by Noel. Well, when Kingpin doesn't have to be, I guess, ruthless gangster, he's like a nice guy, I guess, if you think about it. Like, he's very reflective and, think, and like, he's not just like this bwahaha evil guy. So he's capable yeah. of just kind of like thinking, maybe even if it is in his own image, it still is kind of like, fuck, I probably should have listened. It's like a kind of uh, awareness of himself in a way. You know. Yeah, I don't. I, I was. I don't know if this is probably better to say for the for the end of the issue, but I I, I put it like this. Um, I told myself I wouldn't fall in the trap of thinking that, you know, there's going to be development with Kingpin that would lead to him, not even being a good guy, but being less of a 
villain or something like that. And I'm just not going to assume that. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to appreciate the little bits of development we get, which is part of the reason I really enjoy the series. And keep moving forward, man. I don't think he's turning. I mean, it, the way he's reflecting on himself, it sounds like he wants to be a better leader, mm-hmm. a better mayor. Yeah. You know? I agree. And I don't think that means he has to stop being a villain because at the end of the day, uh, most of these politicians are villains anyway. But he can be a little bit better strategically and less, I mean, and a little bit more empathetic, at least to his subordinates. Yeah. All right. Got that off my chest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Typhoid Mary and the symbiote mom is cornered, Daredevil and this girl. But uh, she manages to escape. Uh, we cut back over to the jail where Daredevil, Matt Murdock, is uh, fighting against Noel. And they're talking about, like, Noel's like, how are you resisting me right now? And it's like, because I'm Catholic. Yeah, and I believe in the real guy. Noel's like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? You believe in God? He's just... He's like, yo, why is... Why is there... Why is Daredevil Bill Maher right now? He's like, oh, really? You believe in the man in the sky? You know? So um, I'm not controlling your body and growing horns from your, from your head. I don't yeah. know. He's, he's, he's getting pretty petty. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Matt decides to, is uh, trying to, uh, you know, fight him off and take control of his own body. He's doing a decent job for, like, I don't think we've seen anybody resist the symbiotes to this, this degree. So good for Matt. Uh, Null says himself is like the people who were closest to winning out. Uh, oh, Josh, you're out again. Oh, oops. I don't know what just happened with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he explains that um, you're, uh, the the people who are closest to like always fighting his control are uh, the people who believe in God for a while, but they om- only almost win. So, you know. He tries to convince him that God isn't real, so I guess he can take control again. Um, I don't think he knows how, how dedicated Matt Murdock he really is. Yeah, yeah. Matt Murdock put himself in jail because of Catholic guilt. <laughs> That's pretty strong Catholic guilt. Um, it is. And we cut back to uh, Daredevil's fight on the outside against Typhoid Mary, and this is a pretty cool moment where she just like blasts her in the chest with a fucking eye beam in a construction yeah. site. Um, it it was pretty rad. I'll give her one of these. Uh... <laughs> yeah, she was so she was very satisfied doing that because she knew, like, man, I I can do this because you won't die. It's not breaking the code. Ha 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 ha. Matt Murdock was it vicious and deadly. I'm not breaking the Ten Commandments, Matt Murdock. Ha ha ha. Uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, so she's just trying to find the girl. The mom symbiote has caught up to this girl and. You know, she's she's holding her and about to kill her daughter, but that's when Typhoid Mary just kills her instead. Uh, and Mom Symbiote is completely dead, so one of these. So, yeah, she's uh, Typhoid Mary's like, I, uh, the, she can kind of also resist Null's influence because I guess she's schizophrenic, so she has a bunch of voices in her head and Null is just one of them right now. But yeah, they start fighting. Uh, Matt Murdock is, uh, <laughs> Null is like, I want you, Matt Murdock, the man of contradictions. 
and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so but matt defeats it basically overrides his influence by saying you think you're a god but you're a fool i'm not just matt murdoch i'm daredevil <laughs> and he turns into the daredevil in his own mind and seems to be taking control of his own body in a more uh in a stronger way, he manages to defeat the remaining symbiotes and uh, the other guards come through and are like immediately point blank, like two feet away from him. Just like, holy shit. While he's just staring at them like, now I hope he turns <laughs> his sword into some gu- 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 guns. Uh, he just, and so he yokes one of them up. Yeah. Pimp smacks the other one. Yeah. And backhands uh, him. Blah. The guard is like, Daredevil, you fucking idiot, just go. And and, uh, and then the black guy from last issue. <laughs> yeah, basically. Scram. Get out. <laughs> and Daredevil's like, okay. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> he's like he's like beating himself up, like, oh man, I really shouldn't have <laughs> shouldn't go out of here. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Like he's telling him to go, but then again, he does have the symbiote on him. He's probably just saying, get the fuck out of here before you kill everybody. Yeah. And Null's like, why don't you just get out of here? And he's like, Jesus wouldn't like that. Not literally, but I, <laughs> but that's what Daredevil's always thinking. <laughs> um, so Wilson Fisk is like sitting in his uh, in his panic room. Everybody's trying to like strategize around him. And at some point he just decides, yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, and everybody's like, no, we can't let you leave. You're the mayor. You can't. We can't let you just go out there and die. And Wilson's like, who among you should I kill first? And everybody's like, okay, fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, go. <laughs> they let him go. Um, Yeah, so Daredevil arrives at the uh, electric chair. And uh, his plan is to basically fry himself and remove the symbiote from his influence. Um. And as he's reaching for the lever, uh, Null—that's when Null comes in, and is like, and he's buff. This is young Null right now. Oh yeah, prime Null. He's yeah. like, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> this is me, my. You're mine. Yo ass. <laughs> yeah. This is my body <laughs> from when I... the easy or the, the easy way or the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a sword? It looks like a, just a red beam, like a long red beam in his hand, but I guess it is a sword. This isn't even sharp. Let's not get too weird here. <laughs> it's very blunt. I'm just going to beat you with it. <laughs> yeah, this is my body from when I was drafted into the evil Olympics. You can't beat me here. Uh, and I like how Max just looking. He's just in his, in his saddle. He's like, oh. oh. <laughs> it's so just. <laughs> He said, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Then he gets super hyped when uh, when the guy from earlier he's he's just outside of the window holding the lever, and he's never been so excited to get electrocuted in his entire life. Um, yeah, he's just genuine excitement. <laughs> he's like, oh, "Yeah," with his big <laughs> sharp tooth smile, and uh, this guy brings down the lever. Shocking Daredevil and removing the symbiote from his body, um, so so that worked out. Good thing they didn't pull the lever for too long; it would have actually killed Matt. But we're good. Uh, so yeah, Daredevil's fighting against the Typhoid Mary, and uh, she basically just 
beats her, knocks her straight out of this uh, construction building and causes her to fall in this car. Uh, so, you know, he checks her. She checks her pulse and he's like, cool, she's dead. I did it for Wilson. And uh, that's when Nola's is like, well, are you ready to join us? And she's like, yeah, deal's a deal. I got to I got to fulfill my mission. So, you know, Typhoid Mary is all yours. And I'm like, why'd you do this for Fisk if you're just going to help Null take over the universe right now? <laughs> it doesn't really help Fisk at all, <laughs> either way. Um, but, yeah, turns out uh, Elektra isn't dead after all. Uh, she has uh, ninjutsu that allows her to stop her heart. Uh, I guess she went to the hospital where, where Best Genus went to basically force herself into yeah. an induced state of death. So, yeah, she's like... The same exact one. She's like, yeah, I mean, I'm not fighting that thing. <laughs> I know I'm like a normal person in the grand scheme of things. I'm I'm one of the strongest out of normal people, but I'm not taking down a symbiote. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. So, you know, she comforts this girl who just lost her mom, and that's where the issue ends. Uh, thinking next week, well, this was probably the last of the King and Black Titans for Daredevil, uh, because the next issue doesn't really show any indication that this is... Uh, a continuation typhoid mary on the next issues cover seems to be normal yeah maybe yeah it, it'll probably get wrapped up yeah before uh before the next issue but um yeah this was a fun one um we had fun talking about it but um it's mostly yeah i mean you know it's consistent uh it's in keeping with the main story that is in the daredevil books uh hopefully some damn i want her to stay as daredevil she'll probably <laughs> be daredevil for so a while dope it is yeah. really cool um yeah she'll probably remain daredevil for a while um i feel like this is a long run uh a long game kind of run so you know who knows maybe we'll get like maybe one or two arcs with her as daredevil before matt decides prison prison is lame i'm out of here <laughs> just laying him getting, getting about to die <laughs> yeah basically but um yeah we're big fans of daredevil here so you know i'm glad that it's consistent throughout this event hasn't distracted it at all so I got uh, nothing more to say about it. You uh, you ready to move on? Oh, yeah. All right. Let us randomize. Is this ice? <laughs> Dickhead, is it cold? Undead, Undead Unlocked. Oh! Yes! Undead right. Unlocked. It's still early, so, you know. It, Good job, buddy. got to count for something. Hey, 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 I'll give you one of these. <laughs> it's a congratulations horn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is Undead Unluck Chapter 50. Uh, it's up to you now. Uh, last we left off, they murked Unseen, um, and Autumn showed up to the battle. We got a little bit of insight as to Rip's motivation, uh, the unrepair negator. Uh, and, you know, everything's, uh, everything's coming together. Autumn is there, and now it's kind of a race to see who can defeat it first and accomplish the mission on their end, whether it's under or uh, the union here that Andy and Fuko are part of. So, yeah, the it, the autumn comes back a little stronger than before. Uh, Andy tries to use I a big mad books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, knowledge is power. So yeah, guys, read. The more you know, I gotta get that drop. Uh, so, Andy tries to do his cool new uh, deep crescent moon technique. Uh, but it doesn't really it, it cuts pretty big, but it doesn't do any lasting damage because it can autumn can apparently repair itself. Uh, he said, Gaga. 
<laughs> no, I. Well, yeah, anyway, I think that's yeah, it. Thanks. I thought there were two ellipses. I thought it was more like a gah, gah, but I think you're right. I think it's, I think it's a gah, gah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Is that what it's, was that what it says? Is that how it talks? Or is that it, is it you crying out in pain? I don't know, man. Gah, gah. He's got his, his forehead just completely slashed. Yeah. Then Unrepair tries to do something to him and just shatters his fucking sword. I don't know what's going on there. I think that's his leg thing. I don't think was it that his, Was that an artifact that he just broke? Uh, is it? Did he break one of them? I, didn't, I can't even really see it right now. Because something breaks off of Autumn. Uh, I'm trying to find out what it is. It just, it's kind of unclear. But in any case, it doesn't work. Nothing Rip does really works. Uh, Andy's also trying to do the most right now. It's still not working. Um... So that's when uh, An- Ano comes in and he's like, listen up, everyone. I'm about to draw the strongest artifact I know. We'll use that to capture Autumn. I just realized Ano is wearing Crocs this entire time. Uh, mm. Fashion king. Uh, no, no arms. <laughs> no arms, so, all Crocs. But he's going to draw something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's going to draw something with his mouth, I guess. And uh, he's going to need the rest of them to uh, buy time until he's finished. So, yeah, Andy, Andy's like, sick. It's all up to you, I know. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna give him time to draw, and they all just try to distract him for a while. Um, we get the last of Ano's flashbacks. Uh, we learn that, you know, while he draws, uh, the things he draws uh, just come to life. You know, he draws a car, and a car, a small car appears, uh, in uh, on his t- on his desk, and then he draws an entire pa- person, which is who he is right now. Uh, you know his design as it is because his original mm-hmm. form has like just black hair. It's still long, but it's not like this. It gives him like uh, he gives him a hair tie, himself a hair tie. You know, and uh, yeah, he draws himself basically, and everybody around him is like, "The fuck," <laughs> you know, as he's doing this, and. Um, he arrives at this hospital with his drawing form because I guess this is the only way people can see him. Uh, and uh, by the time he gets there, his mom has passed away. So, oh. yeah, I'm very, very sad. Uh, I don't think I have my sad music on here. But, uh, you know, we'll honor her this He's way. really sad. Uh, yes, a very <laughs> honorable sound. <laughs> That's how they got different hair and stuff. Okay, I understand now. Yeah, and uh, and it kind of calls to attention that this is not the real Ano. Maybe, maybe. That's why that explains why they can see him, because Mm -hmm. that's what I was wondering is like, how can they see him if he's unknown? Like they never specify that that negators can see him, and you know it explains like why he looks different from his flashback to now. Um, but yeah, that um. He basically, we get this two-page spread where, you know, he's basically talking to his mom in, you know, in the afterlife, I guess, explains that Andy is, you know, he's undead. He may look scary, but he's capable of anything if it's for Foucault. And the girl is Foucault. She has a hard life because of her unluck ability, but she is fighting with courage ever since she met Andy. And the small one there is Rip. He's the one person I wanted to tell you about. He's really kind and cool, and he's suppressed it ever since losing someone dear to him. But he'll be cooler when he's an adult. Um, So, you know, he starts to draw this artifact and he uses it to age rip 15 years and 
uh, Rip has his body back to where it used to be. Um, so he's just like, what the fuck just happened? Wait, that artifact. It's the time control artifact. And he blasts his way over it, over to him. He says, it takes the amount of time you manipulated and makes you age 10 times that. So, yeah, so it's not, hell of a yeah, drawback. This is a huge, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, so this how thing. how Autumn is looking over as he, try, as he like runs over to her. Yeah. Or, you know, him. in the air, I guess. And he's like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you bugged out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, even I know. I it's uh, 150 yeah. years you aged him, right? That's 15 times 10. Uh, so yeah, he uh, Arno is just like wasting away because he's just aged himself a crazy amount, and um, he basically says, "Don't worry, I'm just going back to being alone again in order to catch it, capture Autumn Rip. Your power is necessary." Uh, and he just basically turns into dust as he says, "The rest is up to you, my cast of cool heroes." Uh, and Arno is gone. Uh, not technically. At least the art form. Yeah, is gone. that's why I'm not giving him the Mario death, because yeah, technically, we'll I don't think he's dead. Uh, I think it's just this, uh, this art rendition of him that that comes to life, yeah. which is interesting because this art thing can also use his neg. No, he can't use his negation because he's no. Yeah, it wasn't negating anything. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, that makes sense. I'm glad that kind of got uh resolved because I was very confused about that fact. Um, kind of sad. Ano hasn't been a character that's been around for that long. Uh, but yeah, you know, he's he's growing on us, and I think his story is one of the sadder ones. Um, super OP though. At least that artifact. Yeah, very much so. Um, <laughs> I think uh a lot of the characters' backstories in Undead Unluck are kind of similar. A lot of negators end up killing their parents in one way or another because of their negation ability. Um, to have somebody who's not like I killed my parents and that's my backstory is nice. Yeah. You know, you know, it's a little unique, uh, a little special. Yeah. She just died regularly. Mm. I'm, I'm hoping you know, that, no know, like at the end of all this is able to be known again. Um, that at some point he returns as, you know, his full self as the negations, I guess, maybe go away. Mm. But I don't know. That's the hope that I have. And then very good chapter of, uh, of undead unluck. You guys ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Then it is time to randomize. Oh, good. The X-Books. Uh, we are starting with Excalibur number 18. I believe that's the right order because all these books have different orders to them when I look at the last mm. page. So fuck it. We're starting with Excalibur number 18. Um, last we left off, Betsy Brandt. Uh, not Betsy Brandt. Why am I thinking Betsy Brandt? Um, Betsy Braddock has died in the Ten of Swords event and has not returned until now uh, as our uh, Betsy from our universe has been sent to a different one where she is Queen of Britain and uh, at the end of that issue where she was trying to find her way back she ends up seemingly coming back to our universe but there's a little bit more mystery to that. Um, we open in Otherworld as it seems that Saturnine has just been sitting in the same place since Ten of Swords ended, uh, <laughs> just taking in her loss. And uh, she comes and uh, her fish head as- uh, assistant comes in and is like, we have a message to you from uh, from Krakoa. And 
I feel like she barely reads it. She just kind of like rejects it on the spot where she's like, usually you need a Captain Britain to fucking talk to me. So get a Captain Britain first and then we'll talk. <laughs> no, full well, it's her fucking fault. All of this that transpired in the first place. Yeah, for real. Like she didn't just broom up the pieces of Captain Britain in the first place and continue the, vo- and continue the games. But, um, the new Betsy has just been sitting there, standing there for like days. You know, she hasn't really interacted with the rest of the uh, Excalibur team, and everybody's getting kind of concerned. Uh, everybody's kind like, of. like, what the fuck is wrong with her? <laughs> Basically, everybody is just like not even tolerating this shit except for Rogue. Everybody's like, she's acting real weird, dude. And Rogue is like, I'm, I don't know. I've known her for a while. She doesn't act like this. Something, something's up here. Um, Emma learns that uh, Captain Britain is back and uh, she's like, hey, are you still Captain Britain? You know, she tries to communicate <laughs> with uh, Betsy and Betsy's like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm going to go take a hot bath. Um, so, yeah, um, the reason that like Emma's like kind of urgent about this is that Betsy's kind of the only reason they even have another world portal to begin with so they can commune with Saturnine. Because without that connection, the other world portal is not really useful to them. So you know, they need to get they need her to get her shit together. Um, and uh, she charges Rogue with trying to find out what's wrong with her. Um, and the next morning, even it seems that like Elizabeth does not want to be uh, Betsy does not want to be fucked with at all. Uh, her niece comes through the portal and is like, "Hey, she's back!" And she's like, "Damn it!" She gets full shade faced. She just runs away. It's like, fuck. Yeah. That's when Captain Avalon comes in and is like, where is she? Where is my sister? Oh, they go so hard. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, fuck. Brian, don't don't freak out, okay? Not you, Brian. <laughs> don't. <or> Brian Braddock. <laughs> don't freak out, stop Brian. Telling me to f- stop telling me not to freak out, dude. You're <laughs> freaking me out. <laughs> don't tell me to calm down. Um, and everybody's trying to calm uh captain oh captain avalon down um you know nobody knows what's going on so they can't even really explain rogue only kind of tells him that look i don't think it's her you know she's not really there's no way to prove that but i just have a feeling that it's not her and captain Britain is like you're not crazy i've known my sister for so long i know that isn't my sister and um yeah so you know they agree and Rogue uh, goes away for a while. They're going to talk in the morning, but they're glad and they're on the same page. And that's yeah. when uh, new Betsy shuts, like uh, controls his body and allows him to like, makes him go through the portal back into Avalon. Uh, so, and then she goes upstairs and tags rogue in her mind. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I guess she's just, this is what evil Betsy does. Um, so, yeah, everybody's extra confused now. And if they weren't confused before, they're extra confused now. Um, so they split off. Uh, Rogue is going to go track down Betsy. Um, and Gambit is going to go through the portal and talk to uh, talk to Monarch, Jamie Braddock, to see if he went through their portal and has stopped by Avalon. Um, we cut over to Avalon and they're like, hey, have you seen Captain Avalon around? He's like, yes, he's been, he's sleeping in his chambers, the lazy oaf. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 
he actually reveals that he had a Betsy Braddock made to Gambit, and I'm like, well, that developed really fast. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> I thought this was going to be like a secret for down the road that it'll bite them in the ass later, but immediately after almost, Jamie's like, well, look, I personally didn't make a Betsy, but I had a Betsy made. Uh, so they go over and to check it out. Uh, meanwhile, at the Grove of Possibilities, which is basically Apocalypse's old office. The Grove of Possibilities. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny to me. You know? <laughs> it's a dramatic it, name. It just sounds so like fluffy and positive, but yeah, my, the weirdest shit was going down there. Yeah. So Rogue is like, so, you know, this is where he did all his plotting. And Richter is like a hard Apocalypse stan. <laughs> it's just like, look, man. I know he rubbed us the wrong way and, you know, I know he's kind of evil, but also not evil, but also dragged us all into this contest where we all could have died permanently. But you know what? He was trying to teach us something. And he basically says, like, the thing that mutants are capable of with magic are a lot different than what humans can do because humans are measured by what they sell their soul away to, which makes sense because Doctor Strange Mm -hmm. operates on that level where mutants... Mm -hmm can use their powers in conjunction with magic to create something stronger. And, you know, he uses the five as, as an example of that. Um, so, I mean, I guess that makes sense is that like, it's not necessarily that I guess the five is doing magic, but all of their powers combined are a coven that does magic like things like resurrection and stuff like that. Yeah. They're really trying to, to build on this and say like, yeah, like, like the joining of powers, mm-hmm. that's something that's going to stick around. Yeah, I like uh, it. That's amazing. It's funny because like that's something ha- mm-hmm. that's happening in New Mutants as well as um mm-hmm. as the kids in the Academos are trying to learn how to use their powers in conjunction with each other. So similar and with sword, right? When they're kind yeah. of replicating the you're five right. process, but to achieve a different goal. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So there's like definitely a theme and the thread of just uniting abilities throughout the X books. Um, and I guess Excalibur is going to be like the main example of that as Richter is aware, is the only character that seems to be like aware of it as a magical process. Um, very interesting, actually. I didn't even think about that before this pod. And it makes Excalibur more interesting than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. And, and Apocalypse himself. I mean, we, we're going to get, I guess we get to that point eventually, but Apocalypse tells him how, like, you know, because of his, his power set, you know, he's he's he he's of the earth, you know, he could control and manipulate it and magic is of the earth, mm-hmm. you know? Or I guess part of the earth or whatever. This is interesting. It builds the character a little bit more, Richter, mm-hmm. and yeah, like you said, it makes it makes this book a little bit more relevant and interesting. Right. Um so yeah, we cut back over to Jamie and uh and Gambit. Um they go through his uh downstairs dungeon slash magic lab of his own um and gambit finds out that he's also been keeping morgan lefay here the entire time <laughs> who if you remember is the first villain the excalibur team has faced when their book started she's just been down here for the better part of maybe a year and a half in our time maybe uh, doing lord knows what to have. yeah and um gambit's like what the fuck dude she has friends on the outside they're not going to be thrilled if they find out she's here um but Jamie's like, what? She's a threat to the nation. Literally. Like, she is a... 
I think it's fucked up what they're doing, but I don't. I don't think the alternative is better. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, stuck between a rock and a hard place. Uh, yeah. But but she's just there under the table. Apocalypse didn't even say nothing about it. Like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, do this with her. Nope, she's just there. Yeah, and she seems to be petrified in some way. Like she's not mm-hmm. moving at all. Um, but you know, we get to the main event. They go over to this tomb where it's assumed he's keeping his Mister Sinisterized uh body clone of Betsy and uh he opens it up and nothing's in there so i guess that ex- <laughs> that answers all of our questions on that mm. um so yeah basically we cut back to rogue and richter kind of talking about it so she's explaining like so when we summoned the captain brinkcord did uh did apocalypse teach you that and he's like no i mean i just followed the instructions and filled it in where i had to felt kind of natural um but this place is our history, you know. Someday someone will find this part of our history and it will mean the world to them. Um, but, yeah, if there's anything we should learn from Apocalypse is that we aren't as far from the past as we believe, which also means we're very scary close to the future. Mm. And she asks, why is it scary? And she's like, because, Rogue, I didn't expect to always, I didn't always expect to be here for it, which is interesting, I guess. But uh, that's when they notice somebody has been lurking behind them this entire time. And wouldn't you know it, it's Captain Britain herself. <laughs> she comes out from the back and she starts attacking uh, Rogue and Richter. Um, she tries to uh, like finish off Rogue once and for all. But she gets stopped by who else than Psylocke herself. Coming through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I don't have the Tokyo uh, drop. Damn it. I'll get it right now. I don't care. <laughs> that was fast. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Psylocke has saved the day, and she basically explains, like, you're right about two things. That is not Betsy Braddock, and you're going to need a real psychic around before you get yourselves killed. So, yeah, I guess this uh, Betsy is actually the Mr. Sinister clone of her, which is kind of weird because she came in the exact the same way time where she Betsy. teleported in, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I like this issue more talking about it with you guys. Um, you know, I guess like this is a good like plea for why Excalibur will still be relevant after Ten of Swords. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot better on the second read through and while talking to you guys about it. So I don't care for the Captain Britain stuff, but. I'm starting to understand that all they're really about is just you know liaisons to the multiversal, yeah, you know, um, chambers and whatever. And with Saturn, they're relevant. Yeah, it's not yeah. about Britain. Yeah, it's not just about Captain Britain. It's about other things as well. Um, but with that, I guess we move on to X Force number seventeen. Um, <laughs> a Quentin Quire arc, which I'm happy about. Uh, Quentin's one of my favorite X-Men. Uh, he's the one I'm most familiar with, I feel. I've been reading stuff with Quentin since, like, the Wolverine, the X-Men days back. Like, that was when I was in college. That was, like, what, over 10 years ago, maybe? Um, and Those are some nice times for X-Men, yeah. man. Yeah, Wolverine, the X-Men, uh, the schism was happening. I think I was fresh off the schism, you know, mm-hmm. when they divided. Wolverine and the X-Men is one of my favorite books. Uh, if you have a time, if you have time for it, the Jason Aaron run of it. I know there's two different ones. Jason Aaron one is really good. Uh, pick that up. 
But yeah, Quentin Quire, it starts off with his many, many deaths. Because uh, <laughs> we're... It, we've noticed that Clint Quire seems to have died on every mission the X Force has gone on so far, even if some of them, even if most of them actually survive. So that's actually been just like kind of a funny thing that's always happened to Quentin is that he's kind of like, like a running joke. Yeah, he's like the Kenny of the X Force, where he just <laughs> dies every adventure. But now he's like, look, I'm not going to die today. I have a date. I'm not going to fucking die on this mission. Um, and he finds just he goes to this cruise ship uh he has this uh alert this this cruise ship has been like claiming mayday and talking about how they've been attacked for getting too close to Krakoa so you know he, he was called over to investigate because that's not how they usually do things they don't just automatically attack anybody who gets too close to Krakoa yeah. so they try to figure that out and everybody is already dead by the time he gets there very sad um and he's just i guess looking through the ship and right now he's nervous because he usually knows how these adventures go for him (laughs) so he's like i'm an omega mutant i'm an omega mutant i got this (laughs) i'm a big strong boy i'm a big strong strong man his powers are cool too i like his like psychic constructs um he's just going around with two guns like (laughs) in a light like why don't you walk around with a fucking force field yeah number one (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah, he's got a light. He can make psionic light, which is pretty cool. Um, he opens a door and there's a little girl survivor there and he's like, Hey, 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 no reason to be afraid. I'm one of the good guys. And she says, No, you're not. And he turns around and something kills him, of course. Uh so Quentin Choir gets one of these. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. So he, we, then, Why is he an Omega level mutant again? Because <laughs> <laughs> he has potential. He, he's like, uh, he's still young. You know, he hasn't tapped into like the full potential of his abilities, but he is classified as an Omega mutant. Um, but he just keeps getting rolled every single time. He I, but is he actually going to do Omega level mutant shit? And you have to be an Omega level. Um, what is it? Uh, mentalist. What is it? What do you call that? Uh, telepaths. Telepaths. Yeah, well, to have the he's before. he's got multiple. Except for now, he's got multiple psychic abilities. He is like potentially very strong. Bobby Iceman didn't really discover his uh, his like Omega potential till later, like back when he was a kid. He wasn't like known as this Omega level guy, but that came in his later years. And Quentin's kind of yeah, like, yeah but he didn't he die all the time, well. did he? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that familiar. He could have died. He didn't constantly die, but he wasn't like no super op you can't defeat him type of character he just was an ass he's a little an asshole yeah with a, with a with a huge talent and in the future he you know he's a potential omega level yeah and, and i'll say this runs that with that quentin doesn't really like learn well he's like very adverse to authority he doesn't like he doesn't really take uh any kind of pointers with any type of regard he's kind of like this character who's a pseudo villain you know he's just like kind of um a good kid who just like gets into trouble a lot. That's kind of his persona. Uh, so yeah, he's never really learned how to really craft his abilities to a degree. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Also, his deaths are mostly for played for laughs at this point. It's just kind of funny to see his character type, that cocky type of character, to just get murked every single time. Um, 
But yeah, he gets out and uh, one of the cuckoos is there and kind of just, you know, makes him feel better with some memories of them hanging out. It's it's a sweet moment. Um, and yeah, he basically explains like, uh, this time I kind of need to know how I died because all these blank spots make me feel between the backups make me feel like I'm not whole. But also it's a, na- a matter of national security this time. So, um, yeah, basically they go straight into a Metro General Hospital. Uh, he uses his power to psionically freeze everyone in place as he goes to the various survivors of these kinds of attacks and uh, probes their mind. Because he starts, from looking in these like logs, he figures out that all these guys have something in common where they say they were murdered by uh, mutants in particular. So he goes over to one guy who was killed by Wolverine. And it looks like X-Force members in particular. Yeah. So first one is Wolverine. He's like, well, this memory checks out. This does look like Wolverine. But he uh, looks at the claws and he's like, the spacing of the claws are off by several centimeters. So, you know, and Logan has an alibi, basically. He was in Madripoor at the time of this attack. Um, mm. Somebody also said that they got their eyes pushed in by Colossus. Um, but... Yeah, I don't think that's true either because, you know, he wasn't there at the time either. He was in the Savage Land at the time. Um, and finally, there's the little girl from the cruise ship that they found. Uh, she has the memory, of course, being killed by uh, by Quentin. And he's like, well, it wasn't me. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. And um, yeah. yeah, so... You know, he's like, I don't know what's happening. And the cuckoo girl says that, like, they all carry psionic scars and they have footprints or fingerprints of, uh, like, his psionic finger- fingerprints all over them somehow. So they all have, like, a little bit of Quentin's ability in them to a degree. Or, like, his his footprint, essentially. So we get a little bit of uh, character development from for for Quentin as he's realizing that, like, you know, you don't have to do shit alone anymore. You know, we, we're all one, you know, people now we're trying to help each other and you can't be this like lone wolf anymore. You know, uh, you should, he, the reason, the reason that you're not as strong as you can be is that you hate yourself basically. So that's the only thing that's stopping you from being kid Omega. That's but, deep. Yeah. And she basically tells him like, just unlock your mind and you know, you can probably be a little better. You know, it would probably unlock some barriers in your own head. And he does so. He just kind of unlock. He makes a psionic key, opening all these, like, really traumatizing memories. Um, his dad didn't, like, his family didn't treat him well. He was, like, a victim. He was bullied a lot as a kid. And then, you know, he basically, acts, I, I didn't know this. I, he, I guess he didn't, I guess he killed his parents by accident at some point. Um, and he was an orphan at that time. So I didn't know that either. Wow. Yeah. His biological parents treated him the way the kids treated him at school. And, um, he were adopted because you made yourself an orphan or orphan. So his powers didn't fully develop until their deaths, uh, until later, but their deaths were the first flash of his abilities coming to coming to a head. And, you know, now everything feels like he feels like there's a big weight lifted off his shoulders. Uh, this piano crush it like comes <laughs> undone Looney Tune style and is about to just land on both of them, but Kid Omega stops it. You know, no more mental blocks. He's not gonna die anymore. Um, 
which is which is like i guess a sweet sentiment and um the final stage of this is that they're going over to uh jumbo carnation to remake uh kid omega's costume so he would stop being such a fucking edgelord all the time and give himself more of a a profesh look for lack of a better term um yeah some of these costumes that they try out for him are kind of like um, just incarnations of different X-Men. There's a Cable one that looks like very Yo, much- the Cable one is fucking hilarious, <laughs> man, because they, I feel like they're getting that out of the X-Men uniform from like the 90s and shit where they just, there's just so much going on. It's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> they just said two pouches and it's true. Like they used to rock so many pouches. Yeah. There's one where he's just like a psionic bubble, but naked underneath. He's like, not a fan. Um, there's one that's like kind of more inspired by Shi'ar. There's literally a Wolverine costume they put on him. Um, but then they settle in with uh, with a more sleek design. Um, he's got psionic glasses and this like overall like Spider-Man style onesie <laughs> where mm-hmm, yeah. there's like an Omega symbol on his chest and on his uh, on his shoulders. Um I don't know how I feel about the glasses. It's I think, okay. I think the glasses are a little weird. Um, I like. I guess the minimal's design doesn't really bother me. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. The glasses are a little weird, though. I'll say that. I feel like they're a little it's, out of place. It's okay. You know, I say it's okay because compared to what it was before, which was nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, just normal jeans. outfits. It's like, I'll take it. Whatever. Just jeans and a leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, really. I, I don't hate it. Um, But then... um. All of a sudden, he hears a yell from the other room. Uh, Jumbo Incarnation has seemingly, I guess, been possessed by something. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, uh, I think these guys are the Xeno guys. I don't really remember. Yeah, They're, They seem to be behind this entire thing. My guess is that they've been gathering the body parts of uh, Quentin's remains whenever he's died and are using the powers a lot like they use with Domino. Or... They probably just using the body that was left over. Period. From um, from when the Russian dude killed them with the sword. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with yeah, you're right. You're right. They sword, brought him I mean. over. Yeah, they brought him over from there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I see like little dismembered parts, but they could be just random dismembered parts. Um, but either way, it's all oh, in the body. background. Yeah, I, I think that's just yeah, just random scary. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, but but <laughs> hey, it could it could be that too. I mean, there is a point because they did show them constantly dying. Yeah, I just think it's enough that that one time that they caught him was you know was enough to say yeah, those deaths count for something. Yeah, anyway, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, oh man, what a fun couple issues. Uh, I these are uh, these are some pretty quality X books. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how Quentin resolves this. Hopefully, it's pretty cool, very Omega E. Pretty cool. Um, but into it, I uh, can't wait for what's next. Uh, yeah, you guys ready to randomize? Oh yeah, but I know what's next. Okay, well, wait till the randomizer goes, and then you can guess. It is okay. time to randomize. My Hero Academia. <laughs> You're actually absolutely correct. It is My Hero Let's Academia. Let's go. I want to fucking roll, man. Yeah. Uh, RGC. Oh, all that. Um, yeah. This is My Hero Academia, Chapter 300, The Hellish Todoroki Family, Part 2, I think it's called. I'm not on the last page right now. It's my RGC, Chris. 
It's also mine. So certified RGC. Certified RGC. Let's go. Certified RGC. Oh man, it was really good. Hmm. Not yours, huh? <laughs> hey, no. look. I mean, you know, it was close, honestly, this week between this and another series, but yeah, I don't know. I feel it, like it was. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested to see where this what this chapter brings. But um, we start off with basically the explain explanation that society is shit right now. Uh, along with the Nomus, there are also all these villains running around causing trouble. Yeah. Um, we run into these guys, the Shion, uh, the Cider House gang, which is this group of villains that uh, Bakugo and Todoroki took down earlier when, um, I don't know, I think when they started their internship or right before, maybe when they got their licenses finally, like officially. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took these guys down pretty easily, and uh, now they're out because they just got broken out of the Xi'an prison. So, you know, they're fucking shit up, and uh, the civilian comes through with a support item, and uh, it turns out he's not alone. There's a ton of people with support items uh, around, and uh, in that moment, that's when the, I think at the time, this is the number 10 hero, Wash, pulls up and i'm like oh man am i about to see wash fight wash 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 is this the guy that i thought was was supposed to be the bad guy no that's the other dude right the vacuum guy no you're talking about uh 13 or something yeah you, you thought they're okay i still remember i still i mean you're wrong because he's not she's not she's very confirmed she's not as she got fucked up during that by villains it could have been a, i'm telling you yo that could have been a rule they didn't die they didn't get killed so many villains didn't get so many heroes didn't get killed. Doesn't mean anything. Nah, man, you're talking about when the first normal pulled up in that training arc, right? I mean, in that, in that. No, I'm talking yeah. about now. She didn't. No, but not that many heroes died. Comparatively, like she's you said a, about any hero. She doesn't really do combat. She's a she's a saving hero. She's yeah. a, she's a support hero. Person? I think. No, no, uh, thirteen. Well, oh. so is Wash. Wash is also right. more of a the support person hero. The school. Yeah. That's the one I say is the, is the mole. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, in any case, they they explain further that you know after I guess Detnerat left let out like using the support items that you could buy from Detnerat, uh, villains started to arm themselves. Uh, civilians started to arm themselves and fight against the villains, but to no avail because even with all of this new combat stuff, they weren't really a match for villains with more expertise or more experience with their abilities and are used to fighting. So, you know, all these battles ended in like a lot of casualties and damage to the city that they fought in. Um, so not a fun time for Wash, who's looking down at the support item we saw in that earlier old man is like, Wash. Wash, Wash. <laughs> <laughs> like a Pokemon. Wash. So, you know, the rest of the, the surviving civilians are, are pissed at him because it's too late. You know, we were just waiting it out inside since we couldn't leave, but we were cro- hitting the crossfire anyway. So, so where was you, Wash? <laughs> you could have changed <laughs> everything, <laughs> uh, but, you know, What the were you hiding, Wash, huh? <laughs> Next to While my guy, family was being tortured to death. Where <laughs> were you, Wash? <laughs> Uh, You're supposed to wash these villains up. Wash. Um, I mean, honestly, this isn't. I'm happy that doesn't deter Wash's spirit because he's like, "Let's disinfect those wounds and get you to a hospital." As bubbles start mm. to emerge from his belly, 
uh, wash. I thought he could only say wash. I was a little disappointed when he thought. actually started saying words. That's what I thought. He started say, he started talking about like, lame. <laughs> he, all he says is not wash. What a bummer. Um, they explain further that the ranks of heroes began to thin. Uh, even heroes that have like good reputations and a lot of talent kind of you know started to quit on everybody. Yes, even Yoroshi, Yoroi Musha, the number nine hero, announced his abrupt retirement. Josh, I can't hear you. Are you muted? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have as strong of a sarcastic edge, but wow. <laughs> I can't believe the number nine hero himself quit. <laughs> what a heavy loss. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looked cool. He had the samurai thing going on, but yeah, he quit. He's old as hell, man. He's a little bitch. He's a little bitch, basically. Yeah, basically. He ain't built for Absolutely. Look man. at him. He's an all I ever But he's also old as fuck. Yeah. You don't want to save people? Hey, man. Tom Brady is playing till he's like 45. This guy can't be a hero when he's 87. This guy looks. He looks well beyond 45. You think? You think Tom is not gonna play till he's 85? Uh, but yeah, he's basically like, I'm out. You know, he explains that in light of the recent destruction, I see no option but to follow my sword and resign. So, and you know, the public sees through it immediately. They're like, you fucking phony. Why don't you just say you're quitting your job? You know? And, and yeah, like Josh says in his mind, he's thinking to himself, all I ever wanted was love and respect. And eesh, what a fucking asshole. Um, but yeah, a lot of heroes fucking quit. Uh, a lot of people really showed their real colors because many eagerly signed up for the cause when a peaceful society was the baseline assumption, but for better or for worse, the meaning of the word hero was being put to the test for better or for worse. Those heroes were being put through a sieve. And as we see, as, this is what almost made it. Yeah, because as this narration continues, we see uh, a pair of feet just walking, and then we look up, and it's Stain himself. He goes up to this dilapidated store, and he picks up his rusty sword, and he's like, "Yes." I'm thinking that this is going to be Stain's arc for him to like start fucking mowing down criminals and shit and villains. It's going to be fucking dope. That would be cool. I hope it's that and not against heroes. (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to continue what I was doing before. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also also wondering if maybe the Vigilantes characters are going to show up. Well, I don't know. How far back does Vigilantes go? Because I think they're like when All Might was still active. So Yeah. So we still don't know what fully happened. Yeah, I don't know. Um... But in any case, people, they were talking about how, um, what's more, people were placing that responsibility on the shoulders of one man in particular, Endeavor himself, man. Jeez. I mean, when you're the number one hero, you get kind of like, it's like being quarterback. When things go wrong, it's your fault, you know? Um, but yeah. Toad from Super Mario? (laughs) You're right. I didn't even see that. It is Toad from Super Mario, it looks like. What is good with this guy? <laughs> yes. <It's> like... <laughs> this is like I'm the... going to up... put this goofy shit in here. This is like the upteenth reference to Mario I've seen in this series. There's been other references to Mario. I guess he just likes oh. Mario a lot. 
I mean, it is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at it. I just think it's really funny. <laughs> that um, okay, so I guess Doctor Toadstool is just explaining to him that like your son and you know, the others are mostly out of the woods. So even <laughs> even you managed to pull through. I'm rooting for you, Endeavor. And Endeavor's not feeling it <laughs> necessarily. He's not uh he's not jumping for joy. You know, he's like, My head's still in the fog, I'm still alive. Um he's like, Man, he must have known I would have survived, dude. This sucks. I froze in place. For the second time my son a son of mine was in mortal danger and I found myself paralyzed. Uh paralyzed. Mm. Is like sure, best genius managed to disprove of one part of that speech, but he couldn't erase the greater part of that truth. It's all true. I'm just reap- reaping everything I sowed. I might get to live on, but Endeavor died back there. My... He just said Endeavor died back yeah. there. Holy shit, bro! He's weeping. Yeah, in his bed. Ultimate depression. Uh, he is. <laughs> I don't know. This was like the this is like the straw that broke the camel's back, you know? Like this is he, he was already atoning for the crying camels weeping camel. <laughs> yeah, like he 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 was already atoning for all the shit he's already done. And now this is him like realizing that everything oh. just came crashing down. The whole world basically crashed down on him when he's at his peak. Like, when you're at the top of the mountain, it's a really long fall to the bottom, yeah. you know? Not only that, is that he... And this time, it went really fast. Yeah, not only that, he's, like, talking to himself, thinking, like, my son's a mass murderer, and yet I can't fight him. Um, yeesh. That's tough. I mean, you know, it's... To, like, to, to have Bro, the... You are the number one hero. I'm not trying to hear that shit. <laughs> this nigga needs to build a bridge and get over it. So, like, that's all... <laughs> I mean... The, he's human, though. Like the, like the mindset that you have right now, Josh, is the it's the same mindset that everybody outside. One at Hold a on. time, guys. One like, at a time. This, this, no, this mindset that you have is the same mindset that the general public has in in this story itself. You know, and that's not a bad thing, right? Like, but if you think about it, that's literally the same exact problem that's happening with society. They disconnect what it means to be a hero and opposed to what it means to be human because at the end of the day heroes are still humans right yeah he abuses so, toddler boys no problem <laughs> but 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 couldn't land any decisive blows on his zombie ass fucking looking i think he's not saying super that he, insubordinate like what the hell i'm i'm i'm, I'm not saying i don't think he's saying that he can't beat him is that like he can't bring himself to f- kill his own son basically like I don't Yeah, think- he's uh he's he's he was already like he spent all this time thinking that his son was dead and not only is his son alive but his son has also become a monster because of his actions. Yeah. That shit gets gets to you. Yeah. Oh. Can't relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, watch Josh, when you turn when you inevitably turn your son into a monster, you'll understand then. When you make him dye his hair and dance on a giant's back, then you'll understand what Endeavor's going through. Oh. I'm not the only one that has minimal uh, empathy towards this guy. I mean, not that I was super mad at him in general. It's just, you know, I'm not for this weeping shit. <laughs> no, you tough. Tough guy. There's no way, son. <laughs> tough guy, Josh. 
you need to step down or something. Yeah. Oh, because he tries to talk his shit to his kids, and then, well, I'm not gonna steal the, the thunder. Well, and finish. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, honestly, in that moment, that's when Todoroki is uh, just pulls in and he's like, "Fuck!" And he closes the door, noticing that his dad has just been weeping in this bed, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> I just noticed this. I didn't realize. I didn't really even like process this. That as soon as he shut the door, Endeavor just goes Shoto. <laughs> screams at him to get back in. <laughs> yeah. So you know, everybody comes in. Yeah, everybody comes in, and he's like, "What are you crying over?" <laughs> and um, Endeavor's like, "I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Now this guilt. It's too late to matter. My heart. It's." And he gets interrupted by uh, Todoroki's mom, the the mom of the family. The Ray. most anticipated character in all of the series. <laughs> yeah, she she pulls up and she's like, "Yeah, what about your heart? Those regrets you and that the woman you abused, <laughs> and I almost got the series canceled over." Yeah, those regrets and guilt. The rest of us have borne that burden much more than you have. And he's like, "Ray." What are you doing here? She says, I'm here to talk about our family and about our son, Toya. And that's where the chapter ends. A big two-page spread. Look with you. at that face. Yeah. Yeah. I Endeavor is just like looking real pathetic right now. He's like, oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> this is, my heart wasn't ready for this. <laughs> this is comedy. It was a really good chapter, man. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, I mean, I, I really liked it for, I guess, like, this whole Endeavor storyline has been one of the more interesting ones just because, like, it's kind of an ambitious uh, one in terms of character development is uh, turning an abusive father into, I guess, a redeemed character. Like, how do you redeem that type of person? So, uh, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, no, it's more of a question of, like, what can you come back from, you know? Yeah. Like, because... Like, this story is making it really clear, like, you know, just because you want to be redeemed doesn't erase everything you've done. And that's just been a common theme with Endeavor himself. Like, he, they just, they, he's never let off the hook. And um, the deeper and the more he wants that redemption, the farther away he gets pushed away from the goal, you know? Like, even now, when he's weeping on his bed, like his his number one status, everything he's ever wanted being questioned. Like even then, he's still not gaining any sympathy for anything he's done, and that's fair because you know, look at all he's done. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, I'm saying like in terms of I guess like technique, <laughs> trying to pull it off because that is a hard thing to write. Like you know, looking outside of like the story and all that, that journey, it's hard to write. So I, it's interesting to see how it goes, and I think they've been doing it really well. Uh. It's, but the question is, is he really going to be redeemed, though? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Nobody's like, forgiven him yet. So it's interesting enough. But I mean, I like this chapter for like the. Good. Yeah, I like this chapter for the potential. Not for being soft. Yeah, not for being soft. Uh, what are these? Soft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think like I get it. <laughs> I think you're being too harsh. This whole world is collapsing into himself. <laughs> Bro, he needs to he needs to burn bright. Remember all that shit he was talking to all night? Hey man, you gotta 
You got to give him a chance. Maybe he'll burn bright after. A nigga this. keeps a nigga keeps score. All right. <laughs> well, I promise uh, it. I pay attention to the series. Mm. Mm. I ain't forget. All right. <laughs> um. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. There's not much super to talk about. It's very cool to see, like how the world has transformed from this. Uh, I'm interested to see how it goes from here on out. But. Yeah, I mean that's all I gotta say. I called this my RGC. Uh, I don't have much to say. I just like that's what I felt in my heart. I felt like the art was pretty cool. Was it red or was it stained? I, uh, I I would say both. I mean I don't know why can't it be? Why does that have to be one or the other? I thought like overall as a whole, this chapter was very interesting and very cool to see how the world is changing. Um, also, it's like there was no right or wrong way to answer that question, mm-hmm. even though I tried to, you know, pigeonhole, pigeonhole you into it. I'm going to pose the same one to Brian. Was it stain or was it Ray? I think it was more endeavor for me. I, I like in. I don't I, believe you. I like it. I, I, I really like this endeavor story. No, I swear to God. I really do like this chapter mainly because of endeavor, because he's the more you know, complicated character in this chapter. Like, you know, somebody like I'm not saying that he's a good you guy or seeing him cry. No, I didn't enjoy seeing him cry. I just think it, it was interesting to see him cry, you know? Like <laughs> this guy has been a character who doesn't show any emotion aside from regret or guilt. And now he he's feeling more mustache. He uses fire for his mustache and you feel bad and have empathy for him. That's why I feel empathy for Look him. Face. <laughs> That's why oh, I feel empathy. I guess. <laughs> you know he's in a bad well, maybe mood. His face got burned off. You know he's in a bad mood when he doesn't have his fire mustache. You need you need to pull up your homies when they're down, dude. I don't think that endeavor is gonna stay soft forever. I think he's just having a moment. You know? No, I think com- all jokes aside completely, um, these were like really huge steps for his character. Mm-hmm. Um as far as there being a legitimate uh, redemption for him in a, you know, in a, in a, in this day and age of, of manga and comics where, you know, we, we're very accountable. This is it. And, you know, you got to get through the shit with Ray and have a whole family situation. I, I'm actually really interested. I, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully... It almost got all you see for me. I was, I'm just cracking jokes. Here. Yeah, no, I know. I, I mean, honestly, I'm not. I don't know why. I'm also hoping he stops being soft. I hope he gets stronger through this. I hope he grows. Yeah, you already know what time it is, man. He's just, I, I actually want him to be softer, you know, because you learn more about a character like, through that. You know what, guys? Well, that's I'm really fucked up, and I don't care how y'all feel about that. I'm gonna prove to y'all that I know I fucked up, and yeah. things need to change, and I need to get stronger, and we need to get stronger. I would have liked that, but you know what? He's human. Like it's gonna get there. This isn't the end of it. Yeah, this is just the start of it. You know, I think like next chapter is gonna be a lot of a very like hard character grind. I think we're gonna learn a lot about uh, Ng Todoroki in this time, and even Todoroki himself, like uh, Shoto. But yeah, I mean that's all. That's all I gotta say. Very fun chapter to me. Um, You guys ready to randomize? Yes, sir. All right. Here we go. Randomized. Dr. Stone. I didn't call this out. No, you didn't. 
This is Dr. Stone chapter 184, Fort Medusa. Uh, so I guess they arrive at Erasia uh, pretty fast. I think like there wasn't even a, a transition really. They just kind of get there. Um, and they built a fortress around uh, Erasia. I'd like to think that they didn't build all this stone shit. Oh, I think they did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They did this in a day. All right. Uh, I don't know if it was in a day. Maybe I mean, a couple days. I mean, maybe. Whatever. They got Taiju, remember? He's like 20 people. That's true. Taiju himself couldn't really build this. But, um, so it is, it, and that is canon. And they got really smart people. Kohaku's pretty damn strong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever. It is Dr. <laughs> Stone. They do a lot of crazy shit in here. I'm not going to really tear it apart. Um,. But yeah, basically they're explaining that like they ask like why did we build this? And he's like, ah, to fight against Stanley. And uh <laughs> Zeno's like, mm-hmm, so you know. Cause uh <laughs> Senku knew all along after like he noticed that his claw was slightly magnetized. He was like, This dude fucked with our fucking signal. Of course. Yeah, Stanley's coming here. He knows where we're going. And uh he's and this is one of my favorite things, it's pretty casual where Zeno's like, you plan to lure Stanley here anyway, so I don't see the harm. I don't see the harm. And he's like, the harm is that you sped up our timetable. So, you know, it's not cool. But, you know, they're planning on battling it out against Stanley. Um, you know, yeah. they, uh, I guess, uh, Hyoga and uh, Tsukishima, it's one of the Sukis. He's like uh, talking to like, hey, so how do you think this is going to go? He shot you last time. That wound on your shoulder from his shot hasn't exactly healed so yeah he's they're like uh i mean you know i don't know it's gonna be rough our only f- other fighters are kohaku ukyo and max so the f- uh, against a squad of fully equipped american military elites our odds of victory are almost but non-existent so yeah it turns out they're they're putting all their hopes in what's known as the medusa machine gun um and basically what they're um, doing, I fight guess... Fight Medusa versus AR. Yeah. They're planning on just launching a bunch of Medusas in the air and remotely calling out uh, 50 meters one second. Um, so, yeah. They're like, uh, well, you know, there's a lot of, like, I guess, administrative things. Like, how many traps can we prepare? We need more diamonds. Uh, you know, it's going to be pretty rough. Uh and putting the diamonds in the Medusas is hard enough because they seem to be very delicate. So it's very easy to break these things. Uh, yeah, so that's another problem. But yeah, unfortunately, like they come, they try to come up with different ways to launch this thing. Um, and unfortunately, it re- relies exactly on knowing where Stanley and his people are situated. But uh, that's when Taiju comes up with his ideas. Like, Wait a minute, I can just run over with it, with the Medusa, and take them down with me. Uh, and everybody's like, what? they'll shoot you immediately. <laughs> uh, he's And Taiji's like, a few bullets won't slow me down. And Tsukishima's like, bullets? No, they'll just shoot you in the head once. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> you won't be able to say anything. Do anything. <laughs> yeah, nothing. So... That's when Chrome has a little bit of a of a inspirational moment, 
And he looks at them and he's like, wait a minute. What if we all got petrified? And everybody's like, what? And they're like, he basically says like, the second Stanley and his gang shows up, uh, we we basically used one of the Medusas, 3,000 meters, one second, and basically envelop everyone, suicide bomb themselves along with the rest and take down the rest of uh, Stanley's squad. And w- they only need one of them to stay unstoned so they can use the, petri- the de-petrification thing to just basically revive everyone. So they're like, oh, wow, yeah, that's pretty smart. That makes sense. Uh, but there's just one problem to solve. The plan's gonna fall on the plan's gonna fall to pieces if the designated Medusa holder gets shot before giving the command. But Senku has a solution for that. They basically, uh, I guess, craft this watchtower, and um, they use the speaker with the Medusa. And the second that they see. Uh, Stanley and them, all they had to do is just yell 3,000 meters one second. And at that point, you know, they did it. They have their own strategy. They have a way to do it. Um, very exciting. Uh, yeah, I never would have thought of that. That's a smart plan. You know, it takes out the, it's a very creative take on just like running it over. And I'm glad that Taiju was a little bit part of the plan as well, that he was the impetus for it. Um, yeah, like the, the he, they got an idea off of a bad idea. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's why it's good to brainstorm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was it was really, it's way more efficient too because now instead of having to worry about charging up a whole bunch of them and setting up a ton of traps that are liable to get messed up by the you know animals or other nature, right? Yeah. They only need one, and it's completely controlled. And it's real, you know. Obviously, if they give up, they're gonna come in, you know, into the fort and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have a reason to think that they should keep certain people out. You know, well, maybe they might. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? It's a good idea for now. Yeah. I like it. Um, fun strategy. I'm here to see how, how it goes. I feel like next chapter will probably be... Something's probably going to go wrong. <laughs> I don't imagine it going exactly according to plan, but very interested to see how it goes. Um, but you guys ready to move on? Yes, sir. It is time. To randomize. Hey, yo, Chris. Yo, Chris, your shell's ringing, bro. Let me pick it up right quick. One Piece. This is One Piece chapter 1003. Night on the board. Night on the RGC. Yeah. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified really good chapter of the week for Josh. Um, last we left off, Luffy has been just unleashing the beast on Kaido uh, using the Kong Gatling. And it turns out, it looks like Kaido's just been getting punched for the last seven days because yes. we got back immediately to like <laughs> all of the blows still landing on him. Uh, he's still like, ow! His teammates are watching in fucking amazement. They're like, in just complete disbelief. Even Zolo, Zoro, he's just like, wow. (laughs) Big Mom can't believe it either. Yeah. See, Kaido definitely can't. (laughs) Yeah. Even kid, bro, he he just he just finishes his combo with a nice little, wow, fucking right in the jaw, and back down to the ground. Yeah. 
And he says, you good, Kaido? <laughs> you good? You good now? Was that an octopus? <laughs> Dragon ass fucking face. You know, kid is like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, um, and that's when Luffy's like uh, gear fourth uh, time limit runs out. He gets uh, zoomed away and kid is like, wait, when did he get you? And uh, law explains like, no, it's kind of like his side effect. Uh, now he can't use hockey for about 10 minutes. So um, big mom kind of like takes the advantage. He's like, oh, you at your limit already? And then she uses uh, she starts to attack. Uh, Eustace is like, let's go, kid, the killer. Let's put keep up the pressure on Kaido. Uh, I guess that, that's pretty smart. Um, Law lands a pretty smooth hit on Big Mom, by the way. He just, like, goes counter shock. Um, shocks her ass. Is that the first time somebody's actually attacked Big Mom yet? Yeah. Yeah, it's the first time at, in this battle that somebody's actually hit her. Um, but Kaido's not down. As Kid gets closer to him, he gets uh, uh, mobbed by uh, Kaido's dragon twister. And Shoot. yeah, uh, he's basically. And as Zoro is picking Luffy up, he's like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Um, but the tornado that Kaido creates kind of just like separates them for a moment. Kaido manages to eat Luffy real fast, and <laughs> and Zoro's like, "No, thank you. You're not eating our captain." And he uses uh, the three sword style with the Enma blade, black rope, dragon twister, and actually manages to cut Kaido a little bit, uh, forcing him to release Luffy from his jaws. And uh, that was pretty cool. And that's when Zor- uh, Kaido puts it together. He's like, oh, I see. That must be Odin's sword. You're challenging me to a dragon twister? And uh, he also does a new dragon twister as well. Uh, causing everybody to kind of retreat for a minute. And the next scene we get is with the CP0, uh, CP Igis 0 folk, who are just kind of breaking down the situation. Um, <laughs> just another reminder that Orochi is definitely dead here. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we don't see his body, so we well, only see his head. I mean... Oh, and he is supposed to be like a Hydra. Yeah, if you he's cut off Hydra. the Hydra's head, you grow two more. He's so. not a Hydra. Oh, man, that's annoying. He needs to die. Is he not? He's not a Hydra. What kind of dragon was he then? It was a different kind of dragon, but not a Hydra. You sure? Brian, look it up. See if he... I, I'm almost sure. I'm like 92% positive. Yeah, like multiple heads. He, he had multiple it? heads, but that doesn't mean you're a Hydra. What else? <laughs> not a Hydra. Um, all right, all right. We'll see. <laughs> Not a Hydra. I hope he's. I hope he's dead, dead. Though. Yeah, me too. I don't like him. I don't like. Y'all him. in agreement there? We all hope he's dead, dead. Yes, he killed the young dog. Eight-headed snake. He has an eight-headed snake. Uh, double fruit. I thought so, guys. Not a Hydra. Eight times. It's not confirmed that it's a Hydra, but hey, it's basically a Hydra. It's not a Hydra. <laughs> It'll probably be a Hydra. Oda doesn't like to kill characters. Or look at this dude with the fucking uh, mask. <laughs> Yo, Oda's a funny guy, man. Wait, what? Uh, oh, oh, like the cypherpole guys? Yeah. At them. Yeah, they all look weird. Um, <laughs> they're basically explaining that, like, wow, these samurai guys, you know, if it was just a frontal attack, it wouldn't work. But, you know, their sneak attack worked pretty much. But, you know, we're on an island. There's no escape. It's an all-out battle. 
Kaido has powerful officers on his side, plus the numbers. Uh, if the new generation cannot stop those officers, uh, basically the the Toby Ropo are just going to fucking dominate everyone. Uh, we get little snapshots from each of the uh, current battles going on. Frankie's fighting Sasaki. Very excited to see that. Um, Sanji's running, it looks like. Uh, we get a glimpse of uh, Usopp and Nami running from... Um, what's this girl's name? Damn. Ulti, right? Yeah, yeah. Ulti. Ulti and page one. Yeah. And uh, Jinbei is fighting somewhere. Uh, so, yeah, basically, like, the outcome of this match is not much in doubt. So why don't you pirates do us a favor and take out as many as you can? Uh, so, yeah, I guess these cypher pole guys aren't fucking with the with the Kaido pirates, obviously. Nah, yeah, they're just kind of observing what's going on. Yeah. Um, we cut back you to... Know? The- yeah, we cut back to the battle on the roof uh, as Eustace Kid immediately is like, why does he look like that? Kaido, his man beast form. And as Kaido, you see him, We don't. you don't see him fully, but you see his hands. It looks like the dragon scales are his hands. And he's uh, shrouded by smoke with his big uh, mace, just his club. Oh yeah, like, you already mm. know. And you know he's not—he's not worried. He's like out here, like he tanked all of these fucking attacks, and he's like, "This is fun!" Whoa, row, 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 row. And uh, Big Mom is like, "Mom, ma, 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 ha, 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 ha," because that's how she laughs. She has two laughs in one, uh, and she's <laughs> like, "I was just thinking the same thing, Kaido." Woo. Yeah, man, they chilling right now. They, they, yeah. they, this is sport for them right now. Meanwhile, yeah. these niggas are struggling. Luffy's out the game. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing this you know. when everything starts to fall apart. Um, for for this might Zolo be in a solo. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like it. That's got to be the title. Is, is solo is Zolo gonna solo? Uh, solo? <laughs> I don't. Zolo I, I don't hate gonna it. Solo. I don't. I don't hate it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I have a feeling uh, this is probably where they're gonna cut to other battles, and then when we come back, we'll see that yeah. like Kaido like finished off a bunch of them. Just completely, yeah. Kid and and, and, and the other guy definitely. But who know, knows? His, his who knows? I'm excited. Maybe Beepo's gonna pull up and save the day. Yo, if Beppo comes in and he's like, Kia! the missing second hand. Ooh, I would love to see him like do the moonlight thing, the full moon, the the Shilong form, and just fuck shit up for. Oh a yeah, he's a um. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a mink. He can do that. Oh, that would be hella cool. That would be yeah. That would be that would be official. Well, you see they, him for a minute. You know, he's they were damaging Kaido before when he was in the mink form. Yeah, no, they weren't. Oh, not enough, right? Yeah. Oh, maybe, but yeah. Well, he's down there. You see Beppo in this actually. His uh, lost crew is fighting um, Kaido's forces. Um, Beppo's down there. He can't see the moon from there, so he, I guess he can't unlock the, su- the Sulong form. But, yeah, I mean, One Piece, very fun, as usual. Can't wait to see. And, man, not a two-week break after this. So excited. <laughs> uh, guessing next week is when... Uh, God, I bet. Is when he starts to take his break. Yeah, I bet I bet next week is gonna leave off on a crazy cliffhanger and just be like two We weeks. can't have too much One Piece greatness, you know? No, we can't. Not for too many consecutive weeks. Yeah. It's bad enough Sorry. that we missed out on Jujutsu Kaisen this week and we didn't have World Trigger last week. Oda, don't do this to us. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, One Piece. You guys have anything to say before we uh, we bring it home? I, I'm no. so fucking hyped for the for the Officer Battles, man. That's what I mean. That's what we wanted over for me because I know what's coming. Yeah. You know, I'm excited too, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. This arc is gonna be fucking bananas. So keep on with that. But yeah, that was One Piece, and that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for joining us on uh, our 97th episode. From here on out, it's only two episodes to the number 100 of Hot Hundo. This is what we're going for. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. You can find me at the Chris Espinal, Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram, Joshua Cole at JD Cole underscore 37. Follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Take part in the weekly, really good chapter of the week audience poll. And um, hopefully, end Black be Clover. sure to vote for uh, Black Clover as well if you're going to do so. Yeah, just yeah. to be just to be 100 sure. Only vote for Black Clover. Continue to do so. Um, uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. Uh, comment below. Share the videos if you like them. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Like, share. Uh, Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a five-star review. That would be super helpful on the iTunes uh, algorithm. Help us get found a little easier. Uh, yeah, Spotify, we're on there. Amazon Music, we're on there. Pandora, we're on there. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we will be lurking and waiting. So thank you guys so much for listening. And stay safe, New Jump Citizens. What's up, guys? Peace.